questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Today we have the privilege of speaking with Diane Canfield, a remarkable psychic, clairvoyant medium, and transformational healer who has devoted her life to helping people navigate the complex and uncertain terrain of our times. As a prophetic visionary, Diane has the ability to tap into the energies and frequencies beyond this realm, giving her a unique perspective on the present and the future. In this interview, we will explore the power of psychic intuition and its role in helping us make sense of the rapid changes and shifts happening in the world today. From the rise of new technologies to the emergence of extraterrestrial beings, we will delve into the fascinating topics that Diane is an expert in and gain insights and guidance on how we can prepare for the unknown ahead. With her ability to receive messages from the Creator and lift humanity to higher levels of consciousness, Diane will take us on a journey into the unseen dimensions of reality, inspiring us to awaken to our full potential and embrace the opportunities and challenges of our times. So sit back, relax, and get ready to enter the mystical realm of psychic intuition with Diane Canfield. You are listening to Veritas. If this is your first time listening, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, join the Veritas family and click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for Focus Life Force Energy. Get a 15-day free trial of FLFE today. We also have rebounders, pure organic sulfur, flash drives with all our Veritas and Sanitas seasons, and other great products. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And now, here's your host, Mel Hostelrick. And directly from Davenport, Florida, I'd like to welcome Diane Kenfield. Hello, Diane, and welcome. How are you? Hi, Mel. I'm very good. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. Well, it's been a while since we had, we'd had somebody that could actually make sense of things in the terms of uh, psychic abilities. And you are here today. And as I always ask, I'd like to know, when did you feel? Can you tell us about your background on how you first discovered your psychic abilities? Yes. Um I believe that I've been psychic since I was a child and I believe it runs, it usually runs down the mother's, the matriarchal line. And I believe my mother also had psychic abilities, but she was not aware of it, which happens a lot. So I had, I started having um, psychic abilities as a child. For instance, uh, I was channeling, I wrote my own uh, story out that was channeled and I was like 10 years old. And, um, you know, I didn't get uh, parental support or guidance because, of course, my parents didn't know what was going on with me. Um, so then another time I uh, had stayed home. Um, I'd stayed home because I'd been sick and my parents and my other family members went out and they went to a certain activity. And when they got home, I told them exactly what they did, where they went and what the activity was and all the, what happened there and word for word. And they were just shocked and they didn't have anything to say to me. So, you know, and I was, I think I was about 14 at this time. And so not getting any support, uh, a person kind of is like, well, that's, you know, they just go within themselves because they're like, oh, well, I'm not getting support for that. I don't know what happened. And I'm just going to like close it off. So basically, that's kind of what I did. I closed it off for many years, although I always knew things. I always felt like I knew things that other people didn't know, but it was somewhat closed off until about 2020. And what happened in 2020? Yeah, then, then around 2020, um, I went through, I had uh, what, what I would call a calling. And I feel like this happens to a lot of people where they go through life you know, working, I had worked corporate jobs and everything else. And uh, I could no longer work the job. I could no longer be in the corporate corporate world. I had a complete change of reality happen. And through this, I had to access 
my own abilities. They were, you know, they were coming through and I had to start accessing them and I had no choice. So it was as if the the universe said to me, okay, enough playing around now. You, this is your sole purpose. This is why you're here. You're going to have to do this. And one of the first things that happened is seeing a huge Palladian, Palladian uh, mothership right in Lake Worth, Florida. And right in broad daylight. So uh, me and my husband were walking down the street, walking our dog. And he pointed out to me, he said, look it over there. And I looked up there and there's a water tower in Lake Worth too. So it was, we kind of, we kind of sized it up to the water tower and it was bigger than the water tower. And you know how big a water tower is. And it was bigger than the water tower and completely clear. And I looked at it and I was like, oh my God. Because ever since I was a child, I, I always knew that ETs existed because I feel now like I had missing time as a child. And we walked a little bit further. We were both watching it and it was rotating and it was disc shaped with lights going all around the middle. And all these lights were all different colors and it was rotating around the circle. But standing, you know, staying in the same place. And we walked around the corner and we both felt sort of odd and sort of giddy. And we looked up and it was no longer there. There was a cloud right in front of it that it kind of like put the cloud in front of it to hide it so that we could no longer see it. So that if other people looked up at it, I believe they would just see the cloud. They would never see, they would never have seen it. Okay. So I believe this is, we, there's a lot of, ships around us all the time because I've seen many others than that since that time in broad daylight. I believe there's many around all the time, but they use the cloud as a cover. Now that doesn't mean that some of these that you see online where they look like ships, that doesn't mean that they are a ship because this cloud looked normal. It didn't look like a ship. It was just a normal looking cloud. So what I believe, what I came to believe after that was that those of us that are meant to see them are going to see them. And the people that are, are not meant to see them won't see them yet. And until they're ready to see them, they won't see them. So I was, I feel like they then encoded me because then I went on a huge journey after that and leading up to today. So the, the journey that I went on after that is I was kind of like. Um, what year was this, Diane? What year? This was 2000. Okay. Yeah, 2000. So uh, the movie uh, Encounters of the Third Kind, or whatever it's called, I can't remember the exact name. That Close Encounters. Where, yeah, where he's 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 uh, obsessed with uh, the spaceship that's coming. Um, you know, I became kind of like that guy, Richard Dreyfuss, and I became obsessed with ships then. And I started researching everything I could find to find this exact ship. And I did find ships that are very similar. And I just then became obsessed with alien races and ships. And because I feel like I was encoded by then them to like start, really start my spiritual journey. And so then since that time, of course, I've had a lot of, I've seen a lot of ships and I've actually seen aliens in person, which they appear to me kind of like similar to how spirits appear to me. So it's not that, it's not that I could go and touch them, but I'm not sure if I could touch them because I've never tried to touch them. So, but they, many of the races have since appeared to me. Before 2020, Diane, did you have any experiences or was this the pivotal moment, the trigger event? I had experiences as a child and I always felt like I knew things that other people didn't know, but I didn't, I didn't really have any out of this dimension experiences that started happening in 2020, right. So 2020, can you give me some specifics of what happened? Obviously, a lot of us know what happened in 2020 was a, a look at where we are now versus before 2020. Uh, can you share with us some of the things that you encountered in 2020? Uh, I would say I went through a, a life change in that I could no longer work my regular job that, you know, corporate job that I was working and I was forced into, uh, you know, going into the spiritual world because I started 
looking for answers. That's when I really started looking for answers. Like, what is this reality? What am I doing here? Um, you know, uh, what is the nature of this whole reality? Why, why is everyone here? Why am I here? Um, what's happening? What does this mean? You know, I, I started going very deep. I went very deep. And I've uh, since then, I've gone, I've, I've gone as deep as you can go. Obviously, obviously, it seems to me that once you acquired that, can we call it knowledge or wisdom or a download, you've used these abilities to help others navigate the spiritual path and awaken uh, to their full potential. How have you used those abilities? Uh, well, you know, I give uh, psychic readings, I give healings, I give, I spread knowledge. Uh, I'm trying to constantly spread knowledge. Of course, now, you know, it's not the same, but um, I'm constantly trying to spread knowledge and help others to evolve themselves past human level into the next dimension, which we're all in the ascension process. We're all going to be beyond human. So I'm constantly trying to level up everyone. But, you know, a lot of people aren't ready for that yet. So then I have to I have to go at a slow pace because much of the population still isn't ready for that yet. So what happens when the population, and I've talked to so many people in the past who say it's not our job to wake him up if their, can we call it soul contract, is to stay in their, in their dormant stage or then we shouldn't be waking them up. What do you think about that? Should we wake people up or is it up to them to wake up? I think that we are responsible for ourselves, but we are going to get asked when we go into, let's say that, let's say that for some reason someone passes away and they don't make it through the ascension process. You're going to be asked on the other side, what did you do to help people? And so, yes, I think we have a responsibility um, to help everyone that we can and to help as many as we can. And it's up to them to say no, you know, they can always say no and they can reject it, but it's up to us to try. I think we have to keep trying. We have to keep trying as much as we can. So I even, I talk to, I, I talk to strangers about things like when I go to the grocery store or whatever, I plant a little seed in there and it's not conspiracy theories. It's just like, uh, it's, it's sometimes it's conspiracy theories, but sometimes it's just, you know, planting the little seed just so they'll think about the nature of reality and is this all there is and get them to just go a little higher in their consciousness. Planting the seed is key. And I don't mean to equate humans with a horse, but it's the proverbial taking the horse to water. It's up to the horse to drink the water, right? Exactly. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah, go ahead. No, right now, I'm just thinking there's so many, there's so much turmoil every single day. Right now, there's another train derailment. Believe it or not, when you listen to this, folks, I don't know if this is going to be the second, the third, the fourth. But we get these, you know, Chernobyl's happening all over the place. Do you think this is on purpose? And if so, why? Uh, yes, I believe this is on purpose. And this is on purpose because, um, of course, the deep state uh, wants the planet to themselves. And the dark, um, dark energy has, in, in my opinion, has invaded a lot of people. And they're doing this um, sort of robotically. And... Um, you know, we're we're always having to maintain a balance of light and dark. And so right now, the ascension process is happening and we're all leveling up and everybody is leveling up. And so the dark is trying to intercede and stop this. And this this to me is what's taking place right now. Is this what, well, let me ask you, let me preface the question, the sun. I think the sun has such a, a life-saving purpose the sun is healing. The sun gives life. The moon, some people say it's cold. It's what uh, the dead carcass need in order for them to putrefy. And, and it's, it's, it's a, the duality, basically. And they're trying to block the sun, especially now in the winter. I mean, you lived in Arizona. I lived in Arizona. And I've never seen these winters that we've seen in, in this particular winter. I hardly have seen the sun in the past few months in this state that gets 300 days of sunshine. Are they covering the sun because they want people sick? And what else? 
Yeah, they want to depopulate the planet. So they want the planet for themselves. So they want about five, maybe 500,000 people that they can use as slaves, and then everyone else will die off. That, that's what they want. I mean, 500,000 or 500 million? Probably five, pro, uh, well, probably 500,000. They don't want too many. They want just enough to keep around as slaves. You think it's enough to have 500? Well, we look at the Georgia Guidestones that were no, are no longer around. And I was, and, and I'll ask you in a minute what you think happened to the Georgia Guidestones. But it said that, well, if I remember correctly, keep the, ba- the balance of the planet at 500 million people and not grow, control the population and all those things. To some people, that might sound like a, a, a pretty picture. They think that overpopulation, but when, when you think that you can fit every single person of this planet in the state of Texas, maybe we're not as overpopulated as we're told. And the whole scarcity crisis, scarcity of oil, scarcity of food, scarcity of everything, I think it's just to perpetuate the fear and control. That's right. No, I, I totally agree with that. And, um, you know, whatever whatever amount they need, that that's the only that's the only amount that they want to keep around is just to use as slaves. And they basically are being controlled. And to me, they're being controlled by demonic forces. I totally agree with you. If, if, if you believe in folks that there's a demonic force out there, I don't know what else is taking place right now. But I used to say my life changed after nine 11. You know, I had relatives who used to say to me, look, a, a plane did not crash in the Pentagon, on the Pentagon. And I'm thinking, how dare you question the official story? Are you saying that our government has something to do with it? I stopped talking to people because I just couldn't believe it. But I did my own research and realized, like, wow, maybe this was really a false flag after all. And that's what that was my awakening moment. And I could say that life changed. You can say life was different before, but I didn't think that something else could take place that will make life even different, more different. And I say this pandemic, life is totally different before the pandemic as it is now. Do you see life going back to normal? I see life going be- back to normal and beyond normal. So I see life eventually, once we get past, we, we really have to take out, you know, the people that are infected with the demonic energy and once they're taken out, things will be better than they ever have been. And I, I do see that happening. But you know, we, they need say, to, we need to band together. All the humans need to get together, band together, and work as one energy to, to, to fight this. They say it's dark as before dawn. Are we in that place now? Yeah. now? Are we in yeah. the dark winter? Oh, yeah. We're, we're there. We're right now, we're there. You know, Phase two, phase one, I call phase one, even though it's really not phase one, uh, the pandemic. But I mean, because this started, this evil started a, a long, a long time ago. But um, now they started to, you know, gear things up and set things more into motion and do it right in front of everyone's faces. And so I call the pandemic phase one. And now we reached phase two. So obviously some of the, the things that they use to depopulate. They use pandemics. They use famine. We're seeing that right now with the scarcity of food and what's happening with the the, the the supply chain throughout the world, especially food and war. So I have to ask you from the, your psychic perspective, can you discuss your predictions and, and your visions about the current and so obviously uncertain times that we're living in and how you see the, how you see them unfolding in the future? I see the uh, people uh, raising up because the ascension process is still in play and they're going to be raising up and more and more people are going to become psychic like me and people like me are going to have to help those people um, to learn how to navigate when their third eye is wide open. And then they're, you, you know, you can't, you're going to have a hard time controlling people when they become psychic, then you're really going to have a hard time controlling them. So I think I see everyone leveling up and then they, they won't be able to control, control them after that. And then the people will set down the rules for how the earth is going to be run, not the dictators. It's the people that are going to be deciding we're going to go back 
to a great way of living, not a way of living that we have ever lived before. So it's going to be like a utopia for us. It's going to be fantastic. I always say that the biggest threat to, to all of us here are those people who are complacent, those order followers, those millions of people, who, many of them are waking up right now, especially with what happened in the past two years. Many of them decided to volunteer their lives and become part of the experiment. A lot of them who are lucky to still be alive and not injured, they're waking up. But right. by the by the probably the hundreds of thousands. And I don't know what else they're gonna do to convince them again if this happens again. Because they're not gonna stop here. I mean, I had uh, uh, somebody who's not psychic, but who has pre uh, uh, premonitory dreams. Usulino Nobre got the lose from Brazil. He told me a year before Biden won, he said Biden will win. And everyone laughed at him. And then he said, forget about COVID. It's Marburg what's going to be the bad one. Everybody laughed at him too. And now why are we seeing in the newspapers in the past few days? Ooh, Marburg. So I don't discount anyone's premonitions or predictions, Diane. Right, right. That's good. Well, um, you know, Trump, Trump, as we know, Trump did actually win. But, um, you know, he, he wasn't given the office that he should have been given. So Biden fake one. Say that again. Did I lose you? Oh, okay. Well, as we know, Trump did actually win, but Biden was a fake winner. You know, so yeah, I mean, the prediction that uh, Biden won was true, but he's the fake winner. Oh, of course. I mean, yeah. I, I don't mean to be political here, but even if I were on the left, I would know. That it was stolen. I mean, I'm in Arizona right now. This is 2020 all over again, and maybe even worse. Yeah, I know. That's I've been I've been hearing about that. So psychic intuition. Let's dive into this because I don't get a chance to talk to psychics that often. Okay. Can you explain what psychic intuition is and how it differs from other forms of intuition? Well, I would say everybody has a level of intuition because everybody. Um, works from a state of uh, inner, they have some inner knowing about this isn't good for me. Like if they're going to choose a job, which is the better job for me, or if they're going to choose a house, they have some level of intuition going on. But to be psychically tuned in is like an extreme version of that. So maybe up like a hundred to, you know, a hundred to a thousand times a leveling up to the normal intuition. So um, I, I don't even call it really intuition. I just call it psychic knowing or psychic abilities. And psychic abilities come from opening up the third eye. So the third eye, I mean, you know where the third eye is. And a lot of people do not want to open their third eye. Well, first of all, they don't know how to open the third eye. And then they, even if they did know how to open the third eye, they don't want to because it's a fact and that when you open the third eye, you're going to have access to all dimensions, not just the higher dimensions. So like with me, I have to deal with the lower dimensions also. Why do people, why do certain people, why don't they want to open the, the third eye? I mean, we know that most children, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, come equipped with that ability. But society, the parents, teachers, they yeah. basically say, hey, Stop talking like that. You're sounding crazy. And then you kind of forget about it or put that skill or ability to, to be dormant. But once you're an adult and you realize, yep, there's a third eye and there's a reason why they're crystallizing my my pineal gland with what's being in the, put in the water, the fluoride with what's being dropped from chemtrails. Why would anybody not want to open their third eye? Because they're going to have to deal with the lower dimensions, like what I do, which is the dark side of everything. So, for instance, um, you know, I mean, I see all kinds of spirits, aliens and everything else. I've had all kinds of experiences. So, for instance, one time I saw this was in 2005. I saw a headless shadow man just standing there with no head. So a lot of people do, don't want to deal with this on their daily life. And they, they don't know how to deal with this. 
So, uh, you know, one time I was walking into a, a bookstore and I heard a big uh, sound in my ear and somebody was screaming in my ear. They were saying, boom, really loud in my ear. And I turned around. I thought, oh, well, somebody I walked into the cafe part and I thought, well, somebody's in the cafe. I turned around. There was no one in the cafe and there was no one there. So it's a demonic force, you know, trying to scare me. So you have to set boundaries and you have to quickly uh, call in Jesus, call in the higher realms for protection. You've got to be under protection all the time. And, you know, it could be it can be a full time job. You, you don't want to be going to work and suddenly, you know, look out the, the corner and see a demonic being, you know, it's so when you're when you're a psychic like me and you have psychic abilities, you can't you can't do things that a normal person does, like go work a regular job or anything like that. You can't do that. How come people tap into their own intuitive abilities and learn to trust their inner guidance? Because that I think that's the key. If you don't think you have the ability and you don't trust it, then it won't work. So we need to trust it, even when it goes against societal norms. Well, the best way to to access your own psychic abilities is to meditate. And there's a certain way of meditating, and that is about 20 minutes every other day. And do not listen to any uh, words like a guided meditation. Only listen to music. And do not try to um, eliminate any thoughts that come through. Just become one with every thought that comes through and accept it. And a lot of people, they don't know the, the right way to meditate. But then after they meditate for a certain amount of time, their third eye might start to open, but then they might see something scary and then they shut it back down again. When you say sounds, are we talking about solfeggio frequencies? And if so, which ones? No, I mean like uh, words, like a guided meditation. Right, right. You're saying not to listen. For example, we I have some guided meditations on this program. For I started with people who can't sleep because I want to lift people off because I know Health is an issue right now, Diane. A lot of people are not sleeping, whether they're stressed, they're using too much screen time, too much technology. And I think it's important to me, the foundation of health is obviously what we eat, not only what we eat through our mouth, but what we consume with the eyes, our eyes, our ears, but also to sleep. But if you remove the guided part of words, you're saying listening to music, but what kind yeah. of music? Uh, honestly, it, you know, it doesn't need to be anything uh, extreme. It could be, it could be, uh, it could be binarial beats, but it could be, it could basically be anything and uh, just meditational music and uh, guided meditations are good. I do guided meditations myself, especially for my events, but I'm saying if you want to really uh, just work on opening up the third eye, then just don't listen to anything because you don't want anything guiding you because you just want to be open to what the universe has to give you. So you just don't want another voice taking you somewhere. You know, in my guided meditations, I take people on a journey, I take them somewhere. But in that case, to open your third eye, you don't really want to do that unless the guided meditation is about opening your third eye and taking you on that journey. Let's call this show Psychic Abilities 101. I think this is a good foundation. So can you discuss some of the different types of Psychic abilities, you know, clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience, and how they can be harnessed for personal growth and transformation. Well, you have clairvoyance, which is basically seeing through the third eye. So this is this is my strongest uh, clair, although I have all the clairs, this is my strongest clair. So now oh, seeing through the third eye is is very complex because... I can see things inside my mind. I can see things outside like, or, you know, a regular person would, but seeing a spirit or seeing an alien or, or seeing a demonic thing or whatever. And um, so my eyes can be closed or my eyes can be open and I can still see things. So I can see things with my eyes closed or with them open, or I can even see like something play out like the, I had this happen before where I've seen scenes play out that other people cannot see. So do you want me to tell you that story? Oh, please. Yes. Okay. So I was, uh, my daughter had wanted to meet me for lunch 
and she had been sick, but I didn't know how sick she had been. And so I was driving down the street and I was going to meet her. And I saw this uh, dog in a kind of a little park area on the side of, on side of, on the corner of the road. And I saw this dog um, was chained up and he was in a pool of water and he was sinking into the pool of water. And, you know, I'm a huge animal lover. So I was like, what is going on here? And I turned the corner and I went down the street and I was like, I have to go back and see what's happening with this dog. So I turned around and came back and there was no dog there. There was no pool of water. There was nothing there. So then I went and met my daughter. Well, it turned out that my daughter was having trouble breathing and she ended up having pneumonia. So as soon as I saw her and she was having trouble breathing, I said, you, you need to go to the doctor right now. You need to go to the ER right now. So she immediately left, went to the ER and she ended up having pneumonia. And so I came back and I got my husband and I said, let's go to this place where I saw this dog. So he went with me and he said, look, there's no chain here. There's no pool of water here. This, this never existed here. So this showed up to me. They showed like a drowning dog. And they know that I'm into dogs and into animals. So that's going to get my attention. So they're going to show me something that I'm going to really pay attention to to get my attention. And so they showed me the dog and they showed the dog almost drowning to, so that when I saw my daughter, I would really strongly tell her, look, you need to go to the doctor right now. Because I don't know what would have happened to her if she hadn't gone right that moment. How many times have you gone through that where you saw that you had a vision and then you didn't act upon it. And I didn't act upon it. Right. Oh no. I, I always act upon whatever I'm shown. So you trust I, your abilities. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. One thousand percent. Yeah. I, whatever I'm shown, I'm always going to act on it. So, you know, I, I'll tell people this. I used to have, I used to have psychic classes. I don't have them anymore, but I used to have psychic classes. And I tell people this. If you think that you're getting a psychic message, just believe it. Go ahead and believe it. Because even if you turn out to be wrong, then the universe knows that you thought it was right. And so they're going to, they're, they, they then have the chance to start sending you more messages that are right because they know that you will believe in it. So the worst thing you could do is not believe what's coming through to you. That's the worst thing you could do. Because then if, if, if that's it, like a negative aspect and the universe doesn't like negativity and it will just shut it down then and you won't get any more messages after that. So whatever chance you have and you think something's going on, just go ahead and go with it. And it's not going to hurt anything. And then you have the chance to get more messages and have more visions to see more things that are coming through. And this is why it's so important to trust your instincts, because I've right. said my story many times. I'm not going to bore anyone with it. They can listen to my first interview. But I have been slapped with these signs from, let's call it the universe, so many times. And obviously, because of the programming, parochial school or my, all my life, I tried to just ignore that. But I was slapped so many times to the point that you couldn't say no anymore. And almost 15 years ago... The, 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 the main purpose of this program was because of one of those visions that said, take action and start what you've been trying to do forever, but you thought you couldn't. So this is an example of following your intuition. Just That's follow right. it as it, it it's guiding you. It's giving you the signals. And now every time I get one of those, and I've been getting them in the past 10 years, and every time I, I get them, I follow through, and the results are 100% what I expect, Diane. It's, it's just incredible. But again, society tells you, no, don't listen to that. That's Those are probably demons trying to get in your head. So how do you tell people who are very overzealous in, in whether they're religious or, or atheists or they come in all sorts of spectrum, you know, every side of the spectrum? Well, I, you know, I don't, I don't tell them anything because I don't have conversations with those people. If they're, if, you know, I've had people come, to me and uh, tried to tell me that uh, I'm against Jesus or I'm against God or whatever. Yet I've seen Jesus. Jesus has already appeared to me and I've already had God has already, I've already communicated with God also. 
and God has shown shown himself to me. So they can't they can't say that to me and have me take it seriously. So I'm me. The fact that I've already seen Jesus, I'm way beyond already where they are. You have nothing to prove. This is your own experience. And this is what I tell people. You don't have to believe a word I say or a a word that Diane says. It's based on what we've experienced before. Nobody's asking you to believe anything, right? That's right. But I would call your abilities more psychic abilities, not intuition. I would level that up a little bit and call yourself more psychic because then you will start even saying that to yourself. You could start to have more and more psychic experiences. If you say to yourself, I'm having psychic experiences, not not intuition. I think that the the term, just like the term conspiracy theorist, you obviously I think you know this, that came out after the Warren Commission investigated themselves. They did it themselves. It's coming out now that the CIA did it, John F. Kennedy, but they came out with this term conspiracy theorist. And I think the word psychic was given a bad name, I think, in the 1990s. You remember all those 1-900-psychic, blah, 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 that gave a bad name. And this is why some people, uh, don't call me a psychic because that has a negative connotation. Do you think it does because of that stain that was given to it in the 90s? I think, uh, you know, people want to make other people feel small. So um, they might use the word intuition because they don't have enough self-confidence to use the word psychic, but that doesn't affect me. What happened in the nineties, you know, I know what I am. I know that I, I'm everything. My entire life is run on psychic abilities. So everything I do has a psychic ability component to it. So that doesn't bother me, but I, I understand what you're saying. Yes. That in the general population, some, some might still think that, but that's not going to stop me with the general population thinks. No good. And Don't it, stop. Yeah, it really shouldn't stop anyone, you know, because intuition everyone has to some ability to some extent, but not everyone has gets messages or gets visions or is told things before things happen, you know, premonitions and things like this. So so I would step it up to psychic abilities, even like in, in a person's own mind, I would say I have psychic abilities and that way. You're more tuned into getting more and not being not being small like everybody wants. Every, a lot of people want people to be small. They don't want them. You know, I've been accused before of having a large ego. So, um, you know, they want you to stay small. They don't want you to actually be who you really are, even though it's trying to help as many people as you can. They still want you to stay small. So I, I'm not going to play into that. I honestly think that they don't want you to be an individual, to be sovereign. Because right. if you're psychic or you have this these abilities, you are your own person, but they want you to be part of the hive mind. And all That's these people right. who claim to be so open-minded, yeah. open-minded to the nth degree, right. all of a sudden we see them being guinea pigs in the past two years, and they just completely just give me the third dose or give me the, the, the fifth booster. And they keep just following the powers that want to be instead of saying, Stop. I don't see any research whatsoever. You're experimenting on me, and I'm not going to just be here if I am lucky to survive 10, 20 years uh, injured. So I don't understand these people that you see them. I, I hate to say this. I hate to say this, but they're so new agey. You see them in, in the, you know, practicing yoga all the time, and they're so zen. But when it comes to all this, they are part of the hive mind. Not all of them, of course. Yeah. Why do you think that is? You you can say that because uh, to be new agey is to feel like they're part of a group. So they feel like they're part of something. Yeah. Team. Yeah. Yet they don't they don't want to take the next step and really work on themselves. Or work on themselves to the extent that they could develop some kind of psychic abilities or um, do something more with it than just. Uh, listen to a lot of other people talk, you know, new agey, which doesn't really lead anywhere. The new, and I'm talking about that. Uh, I talked about that on my page forever, that this doesn't really lead anywhere because it's new age has puts a lot of restrictions on people. You can't do this. You can't do that. You have to be this way. You have to be that way. And like you just said, you can't be your own person. You have to be one of these 
people that just blends into the crowd. And if the only way you can get psychic abilities is to be your own person, because you have to be your authentic self and you have to make judgments about other people. I mean, uh, and this is something that in new age, you are not allowed to make judgments about everybody. But, you know, I have to make judgments in my psychic sessions. I have to tell people, uh, you know, if their husband or their uh, boyfriend or whoever it is, is going to hurt them. I have to tell them if their husband is cheating on them. I have to tell them a lot of hard things that um, in order to say, you know, sometimes save their own life. I have to tell them this and I'm going to tell them this because if they come to me, I'm going to tell them the truth. But I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I'm going to tell them the truth. And the people that have had readings with me, they know this. And I can see, I can see a boyfriend or whatever, um, you know, stomping on someone and possibly killing them. I could see this already when they come to me. A lot of the people, the people say, meditate your problems away. It's going to be okay. Bury your head in the sand. The same people who said right. for decades, my body, my choice, now say your body, our choice. The same people who used to say no to war are kissing Zelensky's feet and, and want us to get into a global conflict. I wonder if there's something in the air, in the water, or on the TV that they watch that's programming them like zombies to follow the, the script, Diane. I think they're, uh, it could be, but I also think that they're afraid. They're afraid to take the next step into their authentic self. I have a lot of clients who also come to me that are... Um, stuck. They're stuck in new age. They're like, I can't, I don't know what's happening, happened to me, but I can't move any further. I'm just stuck here. And they're stuck because of all these new age rules and regulations and restrictions that have been put on them, you know? So that, and they're, they're stuck because they haven't, they haven't searched for their authentic self. They haven't searched for the reason that they're here. They haven't done any soul searching within themselves. And that's where it has to start with me. When I went through this in 2020, I worked very hard. I went through years of inner work. I did years of inner work on myself, probably, you know, alongside of seeing aliens, seeing my cat, my cat who died hanging in front of me, um, showing up to me one morning. This was all at the, happening at the same time. You know, I worked on myself. I had all these things that I saw, all these psychic experiences, and I did everything at the same time. And it takes a lot of work. To, to be who you really are and to be who you came uh, to be on this planet. And that's the only way you can really help other people is to be your authentic self. Uh, otherwise, how, how do you help someone? I have to ask you this. Do you think, and of course, those of us who, those of us who have studied all, all these movements, all the way from the 60s and the hippies, uh, the 1970s and 80s, this is when the New Age movement began. And there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, it's the age of Aquarius, spiritual enlightenment, world peace. All sounds great. But why has it turned into what seems to be a psyop now? Yeah, I know. I have thought the same exact thing. I think because people have gotten uh, comfortable in their little bubble and they think that all those things in the new age mean something and they don't know that those things are really meaningless. Because they're not, they're not really helping anyone. So we discussed clairvoyance, which is something that, that you are, are equipped with. I think you're also equipped with all the clairs, the clairaudience, okay. clairsentience. How can they be harnessed for personal growth and transformation? Because I think so, we all have the, uh, the ability. We just don't know how to tap into it. Yeah, I think uh, a person would start by looking for the truth and discarding all falsehoods. And this is something I did in the very beginning when everything started happening to me. But I believe that I had a uh, a jump up because I believe I was encoded by the aliens. I already, I already knew what the truth was. So I, at one point, but probably around 2000, and, by 2005, I would say, I had gone to the library and I had read every single book that existed, spiritual book in the library, every single one. It must have been over 500, maybe to 1,000 books. I'd read every single one. I was that determined to be on this search. And when I would read a book, if I would come to an untruth, I would close the book and put it away. I wasn't going to read that. And I knew what the truth was and what was not the truth. So that would be the first step to the journey is to find out for these people, find out what is the truth and what is not the truth. 
And then you have to become aligned with the truth in order for your, you know, or at least start to become aligned with the truth in order for your psychic abilities to start to kick in because the truth is the creator. And we get all the gifts that we get, like all my gifts come from the creator, come from God. They, they're not, they're, they're not coming anyplace else. And you, the truth is aligned with the creator. And there is one truth that's aligned with the creator. And I'll give you an example of that. Um, many times I can do a psychic reading and I could tell somebody something and they said, Oh, I had a psychic reading from somebody else. And I heard the exact same thing. Okay. That's the one truth. I'm tapping into the one truth. The Akishic records. That's what I'm tapping into is the one truth. And when we pass over from here, we're going to be, be facing the one truth because there is the only one truth. And yes, everybody has their individual perspectives, but this reality is about one truth. So they could start with that. And then they could start meditating. And then they're probably going to need help after that. And of course, I'm around to help anyone, but they're going to need help on the journey because it's not easy. Well, it's like the people who experience ayahuasca or they have a psychedelic trip or they use mushrooms, uh, psilocybin, is that how you say it? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So a lot of people are doing this. And a lot of times, yes, they, they have somebody who's a, a practitioner, but it's almost like their life changes to the point where they can't fit in. And as you said, you couldn't deal with the corporate world anymore. That happened to me 25 years ago. I couldn't deal with the corporate world anymore and I had to step outside. So we, we worked in the belly of the beast. Now we're outside deconstructing it because there's more to it. And I'm not criticizing anybody who has a job because you have to make ends meet. But if you are able to find your passion to find what you love to do and can, you can make your your vocation a vacation, you'll never work an extra day in your life. But you mentioned something interesting, dimensions. Let's talk about the concept of multidimensionality. Can you explain what multidimensionality is and how it relates to our spiritual evolution? Well, we're in this dimension, the 3D dimension, which is a reality, a shared reality that we're in. But the things that I see are coming from another dimension. So if I see aliens or if I see a spirit or if I see something play out in front of me, like the scene that I told you about or the headless man, he's not in this dimension. They're in another dimension uh, that interfaces with this one, just like the, the realm of the passed on people that, you know, uh, pass on transition to the next reality die as some people call it. Uh, that reality interfaces also with this one. So a, a lot of dimensions interface with this one because this is how I can call in my readings. I can call people in that the relatives that have passed over and I can talk to them and I can relay messages. And sometimes I can see them. It depends on what's going on with the client and whatever. So all these dimensions are interfacing with ours and nothing is really as it seems and everything that we were taught as you already know, was a lie. So everybody has to open up their mind and be more open to different concepts coming through. And then if if they feel that it's the truth, take this in within themselves. And this is how, this is one way to start evolving, take the truth within yourself. And so um, this reality is not fixed. This reality is fluid and ever-changing. So everything is possible in this reality and basically all realities. So in other words, no one could say, well, this will never happen because it very well could happen. So everything is changing all the time. And I believe as humans, we're really all power players. And in order to access our power, then we can become more of a, a hive mind, but the hive mind will be more for the good instead of just the hive mind being dumbed down, which it is right now. Exactly. Exactly. I've had people say that, you know, you can't make a better world, Mel, unless you can think alike. Well, yes, but I don't want to be thinking alike the powers that want to be. I want to think alike the people who don't want wars, the people who want to get us out of of all the rot that this world is in, because there's only a few. And again, this is the thread that I see. If just like Alexander Solzhenitsyn said, if 
most people realize that we are so much more than they are, we would not allow these governments that should be the ones fearing us instead of them creating the fear for us. Yeah, that's right. Well, I think right now people really don't know what steps to take and they don't really know what to do because the censorship and everything else has become so extreme. So my my um, advice is start joining groups of people. I, I talked about this two years ago when the pandemic came. Start joining groups of people. Join uh, the Republican Party or Libertarian Party or whatever you can and join these groups so that so that this um, higher consciousness can start to grow. And, you know, it doesn't even have to be politically based. It could be any, it could be a spiritual group. You want to take but that? Yeah. Hmm? You want to take that? That is, no, that is, that is the, that's not even the phone that's mine. That's a home phone. Oh. It's fine. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I didn't that's even know okay. that was working. So um, they, people need to band together now. That's what they really need. Emo- get into groups, you know, because it could, there, there could come a time when we have to know our neighbor and we have to be able to help our neighbor and we don't, you know, it could get bad. It could get a little bit bad before it gets better. So, you know, because the the dark now is going to, they're going to pull out all the stops. Now, this is what they're doing. They're trying to pull out all the stops and just railroad over everyone. Now. Problem is that these days they have made, Brothers and sisters hate each other in a point where they just want us divided. And this is, I think, I wonder, I mean, just, just out of curiosity, if, if I could just hear from my listeners, how many of you know your neighbors? How many of you do? I, I'm, I'm just curious because it seems like people are even scared about bringing these subjects up with even with neighbors because you know what they say these days? If you see something, say something. So people are concerned and they just keep that to themselves. And this is why they listen to this program. Many of them in secrecy. And they tell me, they write to me saying, I'm the only one in my household who can listen in private because nobody else believes me. They think I'm crazy because I think outside the box. And this is the problem that we have. There's so, most people are so programmed and we need to, as you say, plant the seed to unprogram them. But how, how have your experiences with parallel universes and different dimensions shape your understanding of reality? I would say it, of course, it's widened, widened my view. I mean, I, I operated just like a regular person for years, because like I said, I put my psychic abilities on the back burner. And so now I'm basically in all dimensions and in all realities all at the same time. So I completely leave, <coughs> excuse me, myself open for anything to happen to me and any vision to come through and any being to show up and any message to come through. And I'm just in that reality all the time. So for instance, uh, just one small thing. Um, this happened to me back in about 2012. I went into a Target grocery store and I suddenly heard this loud noise. And I believe it was a UFO that was hovering over me on the roof of the, you know, of the, uh, of the target. But of course it would be invisible. Nobody would probably be able to see it. And I heard this loud noise that, that did sound like what a UFO would sound like. And I became paralyzed inside the store and I had to stand there for about 15 minutes until the paralyzation went away. And I don't know, I don't know, you know, why this happened, but I, I don't question it. I just go along with whatever uh, you know, as long as it's not a negative thing, I'm going to go along with whatever's happening to me. Did you call and any attention by being paralyzed 50 minutes in a in a retail establishment? No. no, I was just standing like I had already been looking like at jewelry, so I was already standing in the jewelry section. Oh, I see. And, yeah, and uh, all these people were walking all around me, and I was like, "Wow, I guess they don't hear this, and they're not nothing's happening to them." And I was waiting for anything to happen to them, but it didn't. And so these are the kind of things that happen to me. Uh, could happen to me at any time. And so I just, I just go along with that. And I'm just flowing in that reality all the time, which uh, a person who works a regular job or something, like you said, there's nothing wrong with working a regular job, but I could not work a regular job because of these type of things that happen to me constantly. Let's deep go deep. We're going to take a break in a, in a moment, but let's okay. begin with, a, the, can you discuss the role of 
extraterrestrial beings in, in our spiritual evolution. Obviously, this is becoming more mainstream now, uh, yeah. maybe for the wrong reasons. I, I think it's because of the wrong reasons. What we're seeing on TV, that, oh, we're just shooting down UFOs, and you've, you've heard about Project Blue Beam and all these things and the last yeah. card. And I've always said it from day one, if that ever happens and it comes from the government, do not believe it. When you see these ships out there and they're saying, well, the planet is dying, you have a chance to survive, get in the ship, don't go. I'm just saying this once. We can discuss this later. But tell me about the spiritual evolution and the role ETs have and how they're helping us awaken to our true potential. Well, I believe that ETs have uh, seeded humanity. And I believe a a few different races came down, seeded humanity. And um, we are all, you know, a lot of people say starseed, but I believe we we are all starseed because we all are part extraterrestrial. And um, they keep a close eye on Earth. They have stopped many uh, nuclear wars from happening. They've came down and tried to talk to people and help humanity. Uh, But of course, it hasn't gotten it. It hasn't gotten anywhere. Um, But I believe we are all part extraterrestrial. And so we all have uh, advanced powers, but just just are unaware of it. How do you see humanity's relationship with ET beings evolving in the future? And what impact will they have on our understanding of the universe and our place in it? I see eventually us going off planet and us living in harmony with the, with all of them. So that's what I see. And I don't think it's that far out. I don't think it's hundreds of years out. I think it's a lot closer than that. Take a break. Let me just say this, and we kind of a cliffhanger. I'd like to get your take on this theory. The whole last card, Dr. Carol Russin, Dr. Werner von Braun, who said, you know, first we'll have communism, then we'll have the boogeyman, which is the the war on terror, and then a celestial object, which we thought that they were skipping that, but they're talking about asteroids now, and then UFOs. The government is now getting involved, and we might see these ships hovering above us. And if you know something, you know, as I said before, wars, famine, pandemic, and what a great way would it be if they had the technology, and look at all the deep fakes and AI that we have now that's indistinguishable from reality, and I think this is why they're bringing all this AI now, because eventually we're going to have a problem. We're going to have a problem. 68% of the internet traffic is robots. 30-some percent is, 61%, I'm sorry, 38.5% is human. And eventually, I think governments of the world will say, hey, there's too much robots out there. We need to be able to distinguish between humans and robots. And this is why everyone is going to be required to have a digital ID. This is all comprising where, where I'm going with this. If in the future, they decide, Jesus, the pandemics are not working, famines are not working, Wars are not working. We need to get rid of more people. What a great way would it be if they introduced technology that they probably have had for 50 years or more, bring these ships out and tell people, hey, the planet is dying, as I was saying before. Get on the ships. They're going to take you somewhere else where you're going to live the rest of your life and you're going to probably live to be 200. Get on the ships. And in reality, those ships might be ours and they go to a concentration camp somewhere else and eliminate you. And I don't mean to end the first segment of the program with this negative note, because we'll bring you up in part two. How can people learn more about your work, your psychic abilities, and uh, your sessions, Diane? Well, they can uh, go to my website, which is dianecampfield.com, and um, they can go under sessions. They can book a healing session, psychic session, medium session, you know, I'm I'm willing to do. I also do um, psychic counseling for people, like relationship counseling, or if they want to level their themselves up, whatever they want to do, I'm there to help them. Wonderful. Well, one more hour to go, and we are going to get deeper and lift you up. I promise. In part two, this is Mel Hostelrick. My special guest today is Diane Canfield. One more hour to go. Don't go anywhere. Thank you for listening to the first part of this important Veritas interview. To listen to the rest and all of our material, proceed to the member section or join the Veritas family by subscribing.
Click on the subscribe button at VeritasRadio.com. Subscribe today. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for Focus Life Force Energy. Get a 15-day free trial of FLFE today. We also have rebounders, pure organic sulfur, flash drives with all our Veritas and Sanitas seasons, and other great products. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And if you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share the video. Click on the notification button to be alerted when new interviews are available. Now, proceed to the member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Thank you for listening to Veritas. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know.